Welcome back, Giants fans. So today we're going to talk about Joe Shane's introductory press conference with the Giants, of course, taking over the GM position. So he met with the media today. John Mara talked to the media today. There were some comments about the quarterback position. Joe Shane, of course, had a whole like 30-minute segment to say what he wants about the future of this football team. So I'll kind of just tell you guys what I took away from it. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like, of course. That would help out a lot. And let's get into the video. So we'll start with Joe Shane and get to the John Mara stuff later. So with Joe Shane, he came out a bit nervous. I think we know that, kind of stumbling his words a bit, but not really a big deal to me. I don't care about that stuff. You would care more if it was a head coach, of course, the guy that has to be the leader of all these men. But when you're talking about a GM, it's like, I just want you to be a polite person, personable, not be an a-hole. That's all I care about. If he stumbled a bit, it, it is what it is. It's fine. So it took him a while to settle in, but he was fine eventually, Joe Shane. But he said a lot of interesting things. A lot of it was pretty, you know, vanilla. Not much um, was being said, of course. But there were some things to take away, and we'll talk about them real quick. So he kept saying they have to build around Daniel Jones, and he made it sound like he wants this team to build around Daniel Jones. Now, I don't take all of that with 100% certainty. There's a lot that can change. He also mentioned they have to hire a coaching staff first. They have to look at the film together and see who Daniel Jones really is. So. It's not 100% guaranteed Daniel Jones is back next year, but he did offer some positivity when speaking on Daniel Jones, talked about how the offensive line has to be better and how Jones has a lot of tools he likes, like you know running the ball, he has a strong arm, so he said those type of things. So maybe Joe Shane does in fact like Daniel Jones. That report was brought up right as Joe Shane was hired. We said, all right, you know maybe that's some fluff. We have no idea, but he did reiterate that today. And once again, it could be fluff because I, I think Daniel Jones is in a attendance today so obviously he's not going to say something bad about Daniel Jones when he's literally sitting right there so it's not like Joe Shane could have said something else but at the same time maybe take that seriously I don't know but as I said on Twitter if I had to guess right now who I think the Giants starting quarterback is 2022 week one I'm saying Daniel Jones we're expecting a better backup quarterback that's probably going to happen of course but I think based on most indications so far, I would expect it to be Daniel Jones, but we don't know for sure. And I think there are people that are taking these quotes a bit too seriously because, you know, once again, what else is he going to say? Daniel Jones was sitting in front of him when he's saying this. He's not going to say something bad about the guy. So um, that's that. Now, Shane kept saying the Giants have 11 draft picks this year, but they have nine. That was a bit interesting. He said it like multiple times that the Giants have 11 draft picks in this upcoming draft. They have nine. So we're thinking like, well, does he have a move coming? up does he just not know so that was a bit interesting I guess he screwed up there I'm not really taking too much into that he said there's a lot of tough decisions with the giant salary cap coming up here there are going to be plenty of guys that are borderline cut eligible guys guys like James Bradbury Blake Martinez there's the obvious ones like Kyle Rudolph and more so Sterling Shepard and Riley Dixon. There's going to be guys that are cut from this team, but the way Joe Shane made it sound was that there's going to be a lot of tough decisions. We may see some guys cut from this team that we're not expecting right now, and that happens, of course. Like There's times when guys have been cut from this Giants team that we don't expect. Remember Ryan Conley? Like Joe Judge came in here. They evaluated Ryan Conley coming off a... It was like a three-game rookie season, but he looked pretty good in that time, and they cut him the next year. So you never know about that. So... I think Joe Shane's coming in here looking at this roster. You know, he's going to keep the best players, of course. And if he feels someone is not worth keeping based on how much they're making, how much money they can save, then I do think it's Sayonara. They're going to be gone. So I don't know who those guys are going to be. We can talk about that in a future video of potential cut candidates. But, you know, we know in mind 
who those guys are on big contracts. You can't cut Kenny Galladay. You can't cut Leonard Williams. That's pretty much impossible right now. But for the other guys I mentioned, the you know the Shepherds, Bradberries, those type of guys, Kyle Rudolph, maybe even Devontae Booker, guys like that, there's a chance those guys, of course, are let go in this upcoming offseason. Now, this was interesting. So a lot of Giants fans, myself included, I'll admit, wanted pretty much the entire front office cleaned out. And we're still waiting for Chris Pettit. Kevin Abrams is still there. There's a lot of young scouts there, apparently, so maybe you don't clean out the young scouts. I don't know, but Joe, Joe Shane will bring his people into the building more as time goes on. But Joe Shane did mention now him and Kevin Abrams have to go over the salary cap. So in my opinion, Joe Shane's not going to mention Kevin Abrams' name and then fire him like a week later. So I'm going to assume, based on him mentioning his name, that Kevin Abrams is here to stay. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? Maybe not, because at what you know, I can't sit here and totally blame Kevin Abrams for what's gone on here, right? We don't know exactly what Kevin Abrams does. We heard he handled the uh, trade back with the Bears last year, which was very good. And he's been the salary cap guy in the past. And it seems like he's moved away from that in recent years. But I guess at the end of the day, maybe Kevin Abrams still handles a lot of cap space stuff. I don't know. But when Joe Shane was up there at the podium, he said him and Kevin Abrams have to go over the salary cap. So I'm assuming based on what he said there that Kevin Abrams is here to stay with the Giants. As for Chris Pettit, I have no idea. We'll find out about that hopefully in the coming months. Now, Joe Shane got a few questions about is there a mandate to win now? Are you expecting the playoffs next year? And he was pretty noncommittal about it. He pretty much said he wants to see progress. That was his big word was progress. He used the words foundation, culture, all that cliche bullcrap I'm kind of tired of, but he used the word progress. Now, I think Joe Shane, if he has realistic expectations, does not expect to have a great team next year. He realizes things have to kind of be looked at more of a rebuild. Now, he did have a quote in there about trying to win while rebuilding. I wasn't like the biggest fan of that, but what else are you going to say? You know what I mean? Like He, he didn't make it seem like he was going to go all in like Dave Gettleman did his first offseason. I, I didn't get that vibe whatsoever, but at the same time, the guy wants to see progress, right? We know that, of course. That's a good thing, but... I think he's more focused on the process. He he used the word process a lot in this um in this presser, so it was progress and process. And for me, I'm a big process guy. If you have the right process, more times than not, you're going to get good results. The problem with the Gettleman regime was that the whole process was effed up from the start, right? When you take Saquon, you pay Solder, um, you pay Golden Tate all that money. There was no forward thinking, no process. But at least with Joe Shane, you look at that guy as an organized guy who has a plan, is forward thinking, and has a process. And he talked about people he wants to hire here in the future, whether it's coaches or other front office guys, they have to share the same vision, have the same process in mind. So Joe Shane's a big process guy, and I like hearing that, of course. So that excites me. And I think most GMs, nowadays they should have a good process that's how it should work you should not come in here and, and treat it like it's um like it's a madden video game don't just sign the best players like have a reason behind what you're doing and, and make sense of these moves that you're doing so i do trust joe shane in that regard that he has a good vision for this franchise and where he wants to go obviously he's not going to say it to all of us in the press or he doesn't want to throw people under the bus and not give away his hand and all that i get that so he does have a good process, hopefully. That's what we're hoping for, but he used that word a ton of times. Now, he did talk about analytics as well, and Joe Shane's take on analytics was pretty much this quote, any tool that can help us win games or gives us a competitive advantage, we are going to use it. So that's a much different tone than what Dave Gettleman once said after the um, the Saquon pick, how 
he mimicked the guy typing on a computer and pretty much mocked analytics. This time, though, Joe Shane, more of the open-minded guy, is saying, hey, anything that we can use to our advantage to help us win football games, help us build a better roster football team, we're going to use it. So that stubbornness that we got with Gettleman is not going to be found here with Joe Shane. And by the way, Joe Shane just seemed like such a nice guy. Like there was no ego or anything like that. No, you know, um, no condescending approach and talking down to reporters. A lot of times like a reporter would ask a question and then he would be like, oh, that's a good question. Like he was a nice guy. So I, I like the, uh, how personable and how nice and polite um, Joe Shane was, of course. That's like a, not a big thing, but for me, I, I like seeing that, of course, because this is also... It's a job where not every GM is going to have a great relationship with their players. Of course, we've seen that firsthand with, as Giants fans. But I think a guy like, like Joe Shane is not only a, a lot more relatable than a Dave Gettleman or some type of older GM, but a guy that can at least like come up to them and just like, be honest and, and a very friendly guy. Like I, I enjoy that stuff. And I, I think these players will gravitate to a GM like a Joe Shane compared to an older guy who came off a bit condescending. So that whole player-GM relationship, I think, should be a lot better this time around. Another thing that Joe Shane really harped on was that how prestigious this position was. So a lot of times, like, fans will ask the question, like, who the hell would want the Giants GM job? But you can tell by the look in his eye and how excited he was that Joe Shane looked at this as like, oh my God, I'm the GM of the New York Giants. Like, I think that job still has a ton of appeal to a lot of people because these are older guys. Like, there's most GMs are like over 35 years old. They've seen the very good days of the Giants. These are not like 13, 14, 15 year old fans that have only seen the past decade of terrible Giants football. These guys, like a Joe Shane, have seen the Giants in their glory days and the Giants GM position still holds a lot of prestige and it's very appealing. So, you know, he pretty much reiterated that a few times of how like crazy this is, how it's surreal and how much of a whirlwind it's been the past couple of days for him. So, you know, for those like concerned that the Giants GM job was not going to be appealing to certain people, definitely not a, a good narrative. I, I think based on the candidates we saw that wanted this job, guys like Hortiz and Peters um, and of course Joe Shane himself, the Giants were able to pretty much interview most of the really good GM candidates. My guy Ed Dodds was not included. The Giants may have reached out to me, may have said no. There was like no official report, I don't think. But for the most part, most of the better front office executives wanted this Giants job, which is not surprising. It's the New York freaking Giants. He played in New York, you know, great market, great fan base. It's like, you know, and for the most part, John Mara is looked at as a good owner around the league. I mean, that's lost some of its luster in recent years, and Giants fans don't really have great opinions for John about John Mara. But I do think John Mara is a respected individual around the rest of the NFL. I could be wrong about that, but that's like the vibe I get usually when people talk about John Mara. But they do know he's made mistakes. Mara himself knows he made mistakes. And he also mentioned going forward on fourth down more. I loved hearing that quote. Because as Joe Shane said, he wants to have a head coach that shares a similar vision. And if Joe Shane wants to be more aggressive on fourth down and play the analytics, unlike Joe Judge, who was terrible and, and such a coward in fourth down situations, I think we should expect the New York Giants to be a more aggressive offense on fourth down next year. So that was exciting as well. And lastly, just like the last general manager, Gettleman, Joe Shane said the offensive line is a priority. And that's no surprise. If you come into this Giants GM job and you don't think that the offensive line is a priority... I don't know what you're looking at. So that was not much of a surprise, but at least he knows, at least he said it. So that was the good news. Now, that's pretty much it for Joe Shane. It was a pretty good uh, press conference. 
I didn't come away feeling as pumped up as I did for Joe Judge per se, but like, look how that turned out. I personally don't care that he looked nervous once again. That's fine with me. He said things that I really think would benefit this football team in terms of analytics process and, you know, the fourth down stuff. Like he said a lot of good things today. So I'm excited for this era. I still want to see the head coaches before I get like overexcited for next year. But right now it's hard not to be excited as a Giants fan because we have made what looks like such an improvement from the last GM, last regime to hopefully this next regime. And we'll find out, man. There was a report coming out today that Brian Dable is now the favorite to be the Miami Dolphins head coach, which was kind of like a weird turnaround because it felt like Brian Dable to the Giants was pretty much done. Like it felt like it was going to happen, of course, but you never know. There's different reports every day. We'll see. I still think Dable might be the Giants head coach. I felt very good about it two days ago. Now I'm not so sure, but if gun to my head right now, I would say Brian Dable. But if Miami gets him, I'd be disappointed because that's the guy I want. It's not like it's not like Brian Flores is settling per se, but just I want an offensive guy. We're going to have either Daniel Jones or some other young quarterback here. Like I want the offensive mind here, and I think Brian Dable would be a good head coach. That would be disappointing, but we'll see what happens in that regard. Now for some John Mara quotes. We'll get to those now. John Mara for the Deshaun Watson conversation. I guess he was asked some questions about that. John Mara just said, you know, plain and simple, we are not trading for Deshaun Watson. Don't expect that to happen, right? As a Giants fan, (laughs) the chances of the Giants actually trading for Deshaun Watson were just minuscule. It was not going to happen. So John Mara put that to rest. Um, Joe Shane also w- was asked about the Sean Watson. He went on to say, knowing where we are salary cap wise and pending legal issues, I don't know how we can go down that road. That was from Ralph Vacchiano. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's no surprise. The Giants are not a team that's going to take a shot on a Deshaun Watson. If there was no legal trouble, yes, very appealing asset. I would love to trade for him, but now it's like, no, nah, I can't really do that in this current situation. So John Mara offered some interesting quotes today. He spoke about Daniel Jones for about a paragraph. We'll get to that. But this Ryan Dunleavy tweet was a quote from John Merritt as well. He says, I think Joe Shane is going to be able to unite the building. The communication has not been the greatest in the building over the last couple of years. So, you know, is that a shot at Gettleman? Is that a shot at other guys in the front office? It could be. But John Merritt clearly expects a much different result this time with Joe Shane. You can tell by the looks of John Merritt's face. He's very excited for this. He thinks he's found this guy. And I hope he's right. But yeah, in terms of communication, like we've seen and heard different stories. There was that Tyler Dunn article that came out, like the two-part series of like what goes on inside the, inside the Giants building. There's a lot of miscommunications, people that don't agree and, and things like that. It seemed like this was a guy, Joe Shane, that wants to be on the same page as other guys. He wants to watch film together with people. He wants to have a collaborative effort with people he trusts and people that share his same vision once again. So it's not going to be like a monopoly of like, oh, what what Dave Gettleman says goes. It's not going to be one of those. So that's a positive for us. Now, if there is a tie and a final decision, it probably will come down to Joe Shane, but they will try to discuss everything as a, a group and make collaborative decisions. Now, here was the John Mara quote about Daniel Jones. We do feel that Daniel can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up since he's been here. That's pretty powerful. Wow, I cannot believe he actually said that. <laughs> we keep changing coaches, keep changing offensive coordinators, keep changing offensive line coaches. 
I take a lot of responsibility for that. But let's bring in the right group of coaches now and give them some continuity and try to rebuild the offensive line and then be able to make an intelligent evaluation of whether he can be the franchise quarterback or not. I have a lot of hope in Daniel, and I know how badly he wants it. I know how the players feel about him. We are certainly not giving up on him by any stretch of the imagination. So... That right there makes it sound like he's 100% guaranteed to come back. But based on what John Mayer said a few weeks ago, the GM will have majority saying what happens with, you know, the quarterback situation. It's going to be the, the next GM, which is Shane, and the next head coach. That's what John Mayer said. So John Mayer goes out there and says this. We're saying, he's saying we don't want to give up on him by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, a few weeks ago, he also said he's going to, give, he's going to let the GM and head coach decide on Daniel Jones' future. So... Bit of a contradiction. We'll see what happens, of course. But as I said, right now, based on what we're seeing, I would think Daniel Jones is back next year. But once again, not a guarantee. Now, my question to John Mayer is, like, how much do you expect to change in one offseason? Like, Daniel Jones is not cleared for contact yet. We don't know how badly the neck injury is going to just hamper him next year. He'll be cleared at some point, I'm assuming, but not yet. So that's a big question, of course, is injury history in general is in question, but John Merritt, like, does he expect to rebuild the offensive line in one offseason? Does he, does he expect the weapons to stay healthy? Are we getting a healthy season out of Galladay, Tony, Saquon? Like, that's tough to bank on. So, I mean, it all sounds it all sounds great, but can this actually happen in one offseason? Can Daniel Jones change all the narratives and make us believe he's a franchise quarterback in one year? With new coaches, new offensive linemen, you know, new GM, of course, new head coach, it's going to be difficult for Daniel Jones to overcome all that stuff and as I told you guys before Daniel Jones to me is a guy who's going to perform how the team is around him I don't think Daniel Jones is the uh, is the type of quarterback to elevate the guys around him he's had some games where he's done it but just not consistently so it's going to be tough to fix that in one offseason but I do think it's fair for Daniel Jones and for the Giants fans that want to see what he can be in a better situation to give him year four I've given my thoughts before. I think it makes more sense to trade him now and get draft picks for him rather than let him play out year four and then have him leave in free agency the next year. Like, I'd rather get some assets for Daniel Jones, but we'll see. I think right now, just based on how it stands, though, I expect Daniel Jones to be the quarterback for the Giants in 2022. So that's pretty much all I got. Once again, a pretty positive takeaway. We got some interesting nuggets. Most of it was just... GM speak, coach speak, owner speak, all that crap. But we got some tidbits in there where it's like, all right, we can do something with that. So yeah, that's my reaction. I was pretty satisfied for the most part. And once again, I like how he has a vision, a process, things that the Giants have been lacking of the past few years. So I'm especially happy to hear that about Joe Shane. And I'm just excited to see what it turns into. We'll find out the next few months of what his actual vision is, how the free agency period goes, who gets cut, how the draft goes, all those type of things. But you know, once again, I don't have the highest expectations for the 2022 Giants team. It's tough to expect a 9 or 10 win season, but you never know. Like, changes can happen very quickly in the NFL, and we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's going to do it. Um, I'm sure we'll make some head coaching video at some point because there's more news coming out. I'll talk to you guys soon about the head coaching position. Maybe we'll hire somebody in the next couple of days. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this video, though, and I'll talk to you guys next time.